0: The offseason is here. Where do the Celtics stand? Where do they go from here? And was the Kristaps Porzingis move an admission that Tatum and Brown couldn't get the job done on their own? We're going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, it's Celtics. Who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O'B. Corraling above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ. Heat John on replay. Prime time, dappin' up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started. Razor banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast that goes directly to your favorite podcasting app. If you just click subscribe, if you're new, go ahead and do that now. If you're a regular everyday listener and everydayer, thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. Uh, hop onto the YouTube page, get into the comment section, let me know what you think of the show. I'm John Corrales. I used to play, and now I am sitting here in my old age covering the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today we're talking about – we're doing basically a reset. Let's take stock of where this team is because we get so caught into the minutiae. Let's take a good look at where this team is, and I have a question later on about Porzingis and the admission, like I said at the beginning here – Of uh, do do Tatum and Brown need need somebody to help bail them out in late game situations? Let's discuss all of this with our good friend Tom underscore NBA. Tom, how are you feeling, man?
1: What is up? I'm good, man. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Ready to (laughs) talk Celtics? It doesn't matter. Late July, we we're still we find a way. To talk Celtics, even in late yeah. July. Vacation? Yes. No. No. Actually, I, mean, I am going on vacation in a few weeks. But <laughs> I was, right now. I was going to say. Right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no vacations now. Absolutely no vacation not. right now. In a few weeks. No. August? Okay, different story in August. I'm not going to lie. But July? No. We're still rolling through July, Monday through Friday. Uh, so let's just take, take stock, right? Summer League's over eventually Jalen Brown's going to sign a, an extension. We believe, you know, I think the only question now is, are are they going to find a way for it to top $300 million? And which is (laughs) a ridiculous number. That is a lot of Uh, money, a lot of money. It's a lot of money that's eventually going to happen. So we're just going to discuss the Celtics as if that is, has happened and whatever. So let's just take stock. The Celtics it's, it's odd that a team that went to the finals that was in a game seven in the Eastern conference finals. I think it's odd that a team made this significant a move as they did this summer. I think it's odd that they move the types of players that they moved and that they bring in the type of player that they brought in and kind of remake the bench. And, Part of that is the collective bargaining agreement. Part of it is something else, but I don't know. What do you? Where do you think the Celtics are here? When you look at the Celtics, now strengths, now weaknesses. We've talked a lot about this stuff over the past couple of weeks, but when you look at the Celtics now, what, what kind of team are you looking at here?
1: I think in a lot of ways we're seeing kind of the fully, I mean, we, we've talked about this, but I think we're seeing the fully idealized Joe Missoula basketball team. Right. Like we are seeing that, okay, Brad Stevens may have had, you know, kind of like an idea of what of where he wanted to go when it became clear that Ime Udoka was no longer going to be the coach. And like, you know, he may have kind of been like, okay, how do we reshuffle things? But like the, you know, one of the primary things that he clearly thought was like, okay, Joe Mazzula is the guy. And you know he's leaning into that in all kinds of interesting ways, right? He's he's doing that in um, in terms of the three point shooting, in terms of you know going away from some of the switch happy stuff that that Udoka did, like right. really emphasizing the three ball and you know utilizing Derek White to be that kind of ball mover, like all that kind of stuff that we've talked about. I think that basically like what we're seeing is you know some of the some of the. JB, JT, Porzingis stuff that we're going to get into later, but the the big thing that we're seeing is this real commitment to three-point shooting, to this kind of analytics style basketball and just, just ways to make that um, sort of sustainable over the long term, right? Because what we've seen is like, hey, this Celtics team, sometimes they get cold. What we've seen is sometimes the Celtics team is easier to guard because they start missing threes and then they stop going to the basket. Okay, now here's a big man who can shoot from deep here is a situation where the slashers are going to be able to get to the rim a little bit easier. Here's an easier situation for everybody to drive and spray the ball out to to shooters. Like really seeing kind of just a, uh, um, you know, just, just, just a commitment, right? Just like, this is the direction. This is where we're going. um, And this is how, this is how Joe Mazzola wants to play. And Brad Stevens is in his corner and we're going to see what happens.
0: Basically. You just summed up my podcast yesterday. Is what you did. Yeah, exactly. The Celtics basically are fully behind Joe Missoula and they're they're embracing Missoula ball. I find it interesting this summer that the Celtics are getting away from full switchability, right? Like the, with Marcus and with Grant, you could have gone switch one through five, right? Now there's no switch one through five. Necessarily anymore, unless you do it in short bursts with, with Al Horford out there, and you go, you you can still do it, just nowhere near as often and for nowhere near as long a stretch. But it's not like you can't switch; they can still switch one through three. You can still yeah. put Derek White out there, and he can switch in most scenarios. He's not going to switch against the Clippers, right? He's not going to switch onto right. Kawhi Leonard. He's not going to switch against some of the bigger guards or the bigger wings, but you can still switch. So that it, it's not that they don't switch anymore. It's that they're not going to switch nearly as much, but I feel like a few years ago, the NBA was really trending towards everybody's just trying to find six, nine guys that can do everything, and we can put five, six, nine guys out there that do everything and there, there's there's your modern NBA. The Raptors took that to an extreme this past season and it didn't really work. I think you start to see some of the downfalls that you still need bigs, you still need point guards, and then within that, you can have switchability across the front court. But the Celtics getting away from full switchability, I think is kind of a in a way, a little bit of a course correction for the NBA. Where, yeah, 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 of course, you want to switch. There's a lot you, you still want that, but you know, there's nothing wrong with going a little bit more traditional. Uh, at least I think for the Celtics, uh, if you can do that, if you have maybe not maybe switching everything isn't necessarily the way you need to go, maybe you know, chasing over the top of screens is the better option. And when you have the type of size the Celtics have now built. You can run them into trees at the rim and say beat us in the mid range, and, and you know good luck with that. But I do I do find it interesting that for all of the focus that was on get as many switchable guys as you can, now teams start to seem to start to be getting away from uh, the the full across the board and start to be a little bit more get back to a little bit more traditional, I guess, is the way to put it. Well, yeah, it's kind of like that,
1: uh, everything in moderation, right. Which like, you know, I think, which is kind of interesting because we've like the Celtics, you know, kind of getting, getting, going more toward everything in moderation defensively. They're not really doing that on the offensive end. Right. It's still pretty clear that like this team is built to get to the rim and to shoot threes and that that is, you know, get to the free throw line. Like those are the things that they're expected to do. That's not in moderation. I don't. I don't think we're gonna see like a heavy dose of, uh, or like uh, an increased dose of mid-range jumpers or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, like I, I, I I think that that's what it comes down to defensively is like, okay, uh, we're gonna have to face, you know, Joel Embiid. We're gonna have to face Giannis. Like switching is hard (laughs) against those guys. It's hard to, you know, there's gonna be guys that it's just hard to switch against. And um, absolutely, it's a very, very effective way of going about things. And I mean, you know, what a, you know, it's, it's, it's such a flex in some ways to have all these switchable guys. Cause it's like, oh, you know, you got all these stars, everybody on our team can guard you, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, we could switch one through five. Like that's a tough thing to say, but I also think, yeah, just like positions exist and um, you know, for better, like positionless basketball certainly has its place, but um, you know, yeah, there's tall guys and there's short guys and both play in the NBA. So sometimes it's that's- hard to switch.
0: The offensive side is going to be really interesting. And I think, you know, you touched on it before. Porzingis comes to Boston, and there have been questions about the fit. I think part of the reason why Porzingis is in Boston, part of it is, hey, Marcus Smart, if you're you're buying into Missoula Ball, then Marcus Smart's not the best player for Missoula Ball. It's just, that's just, that's how it is. So, okay, fine. That's part of it. You're willing to trade Marcus Smart. You bring Porzingis in. Is Porzingis an admission by Brad Stevens that, you know what? We've given Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum two years to go and and execute down the stretch. And in both years they have fallen apart before achieving the goal. So is Porzingis an admission that they can't do it alone? We'll talk about that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And now you can take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet uh, amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. So just put in 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. And it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You get it. That's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over/under, to who you think is going uh, to be, who's going to hit the first home run. All of that's on an app that is safe, secure, super easy to use, very, very easy to navigate. And the best part is, when you win, you get your money right away. That's what you want, right? So there's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today at fanduelcom on. Get up to two hundred dollars back in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Just please, if you're going to do it, please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Still here for you Monday through Friday throughout the rest of this month, which means a couple more weeks. Then we go into about six weeks or so of three days a week in August and then back at it for the full grind. So check that out. Uh, Let's get back to discussing the just – where we are with the Boston Celtics, and, and it's a this is a question, Tom, that I, I haven't really heard discussed much in conjunction with the Porzingis deal. But we all talk about, hey, if they get into trouble now, they can throw it into Porzingis, and he can he can operate it out of the post. Like that's a good thing, and it, and it is. It's it's a new wrinkle. Brad has talked about it, and that's nice, but also that's necessary because. Tatum and Brown, for as good as they are, and they're both great players, no doubt about it. Okay, no doubt. I'm not saying that they suck. I'm not, you know, but down the stretch in the finals, down the stretch in Game Seven, actually Tatum was hurt, but Brown, you know, had had a horrible Game Seven because we keep saying they try to do too much. They try to do too much. Is this Tom? Is this? Porzingis deal in some form, a reaction by Brad Stevens to say, all right, I'm done trying to let these guys get this done, get get it done themselves. We need somebody else on this team. When everything starts to go down, eight seconds left on the shot clock, two minutes left in the game. And oh my God, what are we doing? We need somebody that they can throw the ball to that can actually take a shot. I
1: think it's, I I think there's some truth to that, right? I I think part of the way to look at it from that angle, right, is we know what this new CBA is going to do to this team. We know that there is going to be all kinds of hard decisions that have to get made over the next couple of years. And look, one of them might be having to trade one of your stars, right? One of them might be having to kind of break this up. And especially, you know, if like they don't win a title this year, you know, like, I mean, at some point you got to start figuring out what you want to do. Cause you, cause you've got, I mean, you, you've got this, this rare opportunity with somebody like Jason Tatum, right? Like we talked about it. Like it, you don't, usually you don't draft a guy this good. Like you just right. like, by definition, it's just very hard to come up with a guy of, of his caliber. So like you can't waste this. And I, I think, you know, you go out and you get poor and it just, it, it kind of creates that little bit of like, Oh great. We, we got like a, not a not a big three, but you know we got like a, like a third no, quasi star, like, right? Kind of call it you that, know. yeah. If, sure, if you want, yeah. I mean, we we'll, I guess we'll see, right? If he if he excels this year, then yeah, maybe they are a big three. But like you know, you create that that opportunity, that little bit of flexibility too, where it's like, okay, we would love it if this worked out. We would love it if if this team just starts storming its way to championships. That would be great. But also, if some Let's uh, use the euphemism. Things have to get shuffled around rather than saying who's going to get traded, right? Mm-hmm. If Things mm-hmm. got to get shuffled around. You can probably maintain at least two stars on the team, right? Like You can at yeah. least kind of maintain that, um, that level. And I think that's not necessarily some, like something you would have thought of last season, right? Like after a trip to the finals, when you got Tatum and you got Brown and you got this, what this whole situation that looks really good, like you're probably not going to be talking that way. But I, I mean, look, like you have, you have a rare opportunity. You have to try to take advantage of it. And, um, you know, they're in kind of, they're in a really tricky spot financially. So yeah, I, I think just, just bringing in that, that third guy to kind of, to, to give you that little bit of leeway where if if you have to make moves, you can probably at least keep two out of three, you know, star level guys.
0: I mean, I've, I've said from the beginning that this might be the only season that we see all three of these guys together. So, right. Uh, I I don't know how they proceed uh, because next season after this one is the first year of Jalen's new contract and and that's going to be that's th- that what forty million to start somewhere in that range like that yeah. that's that's an outrageously large number um, and that pushes them into uh, a, just a different stratosphere now. It's also going to be Porzingis' first year of a new deal, and, and he's going to take a pay cut, I guess, um, and and that'll help offset the pay raise that Tatum, uh, that Brown is getting. But still, I just don't think the Celtics are going to be able to go that much longer with all three of those guys. Maybe they can push it for another season after that. Maybe. Just depends on – I mean, if they win a championship – then you say, hey, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go. We're going to try to run it back. Let's see if we can snag a second one. And then then after that, I mean, if everybody says, hey, we're happy, trade everybody, rebuilds, whatever, if that's how you have to go, then then you got two championships, and hey, congratulations. But I still think that the type of player that Porzingis is and, – and look, it, it's also circumstance, right? Like, I don't think they went out and said, hey, maybe we need to get somebody – that can bail them out in those situations uh, and said, we have to target Porzingis because they're, they're not executing down the stretch. But also I think Brad Stevens said, oh, great. This is a guy who can bail them out because they're not executing down the stretch. Like, I don't think that might've been their number one, a priority, but the fact that he's so unique, that had to be at the top of the list. I'm like, okay, great. When they're messing around at the top of the key or Jason's walking the ball up and starting the, the offense with 12 seconds on the shot clock. And after one pass, the whole thing's blown up. You do need somebody. You do need another option. And he's, he's a great option because he can just hold the ball over his head and get a shot off without, you know, turning the ball over. I do think that's an important element. I do think there is some level of admission in there baked into this whole thing. And that that should be taken that way. I think Tatum and Brown need to understand that they have now spent two seasons being unable to execute in the biggest moments. Tatum has had great games in elimination situations for the most part, but he hasn't done it consistently enough for me to think that's a guy you can count on. He hasn't played like an MVP in the playoffs, and to win a championship, you need a guy who plays like an MVP, and that's that's the problem. The Celtics didn't try to offset that with Porzingis because if you can't get one guy who plays like an MVP, maybe you can get three guys who combined give you that sort of MVP, uh, and and right. that's that's going to be their best chance.
1: I think I, I think the the key thing here, right, was that this offseason the Celtics had to go get talent. Like they couldn't just get like it wasn't just. You know, I'm having trouble coming up with like the perfect role player to use as an example. But it's like you couldn't you couldn't just go get like Reggie Bullock and be like, okay, we got another switchable guy who can shoot threes like you couldn't do that. Like it had to be bigger. Like it had to be more talent. There had to be like more coming in. It kind of had to imitate the Malcolm Brogdon acquisition. Right. Like you just kind of needed another like guy another, another, you know, mm. quasi star, another, um, you know, another no questions asked score quality guy. And I think it had to look, the guy had to look a little different than Jalen and Jason, right? Like you, you needed that extra depth. Um, you needed that extra um, kind of perspective on things. So yeah, yeah I, I think, I, I just, I just think the Celtics needed, like, I think Brad looked at things and said, wasn't enough. Like, and and if, if Tatum sprains his ankle, we're done for. Like, and that's yeah. just not a, you know, like that's not super sustainable in the NBA. That's not that's not super sustainable, um, especially in the playoffs. Like, that's a it's a tough spot to be in. So I think I think it was just a matter of needing to go out and, you know, you can't just pick up a role player. It's got to be somebody who's a little yeah. bit above that, and that was always going to require a bit of a shakeup.
0: It's an interesting thought. Let me, I'm going to respond to that in just a second. And we'll look into what, what's next. First, I just want to say thank you for making lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. And uh, I want to also invite everybody to check out the lockdown NBA podcast, which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of lockdown Pelicans. I thought we had a fun show this past uh, Wednesday and uh, just go ahead and subscribe rotating hosts all week, still Monday through Friday throughout the whole off season on the lockdown NBA podcast. Um, well Tom, you know I was I came into this offseason thinking it, it didn't need to be a a big swing. But the question the question was I guess could Tatum and Brown take that big step forward? And if I I guess the answer is that Brad doesn't believe that Tatum and Brown taking steps forward was enough. And I thought coming in that it might be enough. Um and that's the hardest thing when you're that close you do tend to believe in the product and say you just you're this close all you need is a push it's like a a running back at the goal line and everybody's stacked up it's like you just need one of your big fat tackles to come in behind the the running back and just push him a little bit and get him over the goal line but maybe maybe you just needed to throw the ball instead i don't know it, it, i i felt like this swing for Porzingis was it was major, like, oh my god, they really said, you know what? Nope, we're we as constituted were not a championship team. That's what Brad Stevens said. As constituted, little tweaks were not gonna make the Celtics a championship team, they needed something bigger. That's right. What, what, what did you get muted? I didn't mute you. You gotta unmute your mic, Tom.
1: I, I, I listen, man. Uh, I did not mute season. you. That was not
0: me this time.
1: <laughs> it's the off season. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you just keep running it back over and over and over again. At some point, like, look, I, these guys are so talented, and, and they they need, like, you know, they they just need. They they're so close to getting over the hump, and they're they're young. And I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of guys don't start winning until they get to about the age that that Jalen is and maybe a year or two away for, 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 Tatum, like all these things can absolutely be true. But also like at some point you just, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, whether you're an executive, you just get, get sick of coming up just this yeah. much short, just like, just, just this close. And yeah. um I think, you know, you kind of want to see that linear progression, like even though, yeah, even though success isn't always linear, even though, you know, n- nobody's journey is usually just like a straight linear line. Like, you know, when it's just, when it's just this, this bobbing up and down and up and down, like, okay, made the finals, you know, okay. made the Eastern conference finals and it never kind of reaches yeah. that reaches that spot. You want to get to, you get, I, you know, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes things have to change a little bit. And honestly, I don't think it's just, I, I don't think that's just Brad being like, oh man, like we weren't good enough. If you're a player, that's got to get really frustrating and you don't want to yeah. get to a point where it's like, wow. Okay. We're running the exact same thing back. I guess I can expect the exact same result. Like you don't, that'd be bad. (laughs) That'd be like a a bad mentality to have. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I I think it it seems like Brad decided that this was the time to shake things up. And I I see it. I I, I get it for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's not, I I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to to kind of send a message to Tatum and Brown and be like, Hey guys, you know what you guys, you, you guys need a little bit of help and just to have Mm -hmm. them be like, Oh my God no 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 we had it we had it no we got it like no 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 you needed some help okay mm-hmm. and and you know what it cost you Marcus Smart so sorry if you were Marcus Smart uh, a friend of his it cost you Grant Williams sorry if you're a friend of his but uh can't do this like this anymore got to go a different direction and the message has to get through to those guys and be like you know I know Tatum's saying like yeah we're the you know he's one of the faces of the of the NBA and you know, you put Jalen Brown in there. Okay, fine. Let's just you know humor him there. If these are two of the future faces of the uh, of the NBA, and you can't get it done, like, hey, then, then you know what? Look at yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, maybe I'm not. Maybe you're not as good as you think you are. And you have to adjust your game a little bit to stop playing like you're like you're better than you think you are in those clutch situations. Like that's it's, it's something that I I keep going back to because. They keep trying to do too much and failing. And so the message here is stop trying to do too much. Give it to this guy now. All right? Not that Porzingis is the only guy down the stretch, but give it to this guy when you're screwed and the threat of him can open you up a little bit. So that, that I think, is a message that needs to get through to these guys. But now there is the question of what's next. Like there, There's still something more to do. I do think this roster feels a little incomplete. It's missing one more thing. And I think it's a playmaker. I think it's a point guard type person, but I'll ask you this, Tom, should Brad Stevens address a need like that now, or should he take it into the regular season and say, what's ne-, the answer to what's next will be, Hey, let's see how we look in December. And I'll tell you what's next. Yeah. I think if it's me, right.
1: I would wait till December. Like I, like, see what you got here, man. Like, there's, there's, a, there's interesting stuff. Like, I, I'm fascinated to see how how Derek White as the lead ball handler looks, especially on this team where he's, you know, so clearly expected to be a ball mover and three point shooter. Like, that's, that's a, that's a good, solid, interesting role for him. I'm interested to see how the big rotation, you know, shakes out. I'm interested to see how Porzingis affects things because, you know, if you go out and you get a point guard, right, you you don't know exactly how Porzingis is going to influence what's happening on the floor like you know like you don't know what holes you might discover like this is a very new situation a very new team a very new dynamic that we've never really seen before with with you know Tatum with Brown like like this is a very new guy and a lot of things are going to change so you, you you can try to anticipate those changes but like the Celtics you know you get to December the Celtics are going to be Like they're they're not going to lose so many games that all of a sudden they're in trouble, right? Like they're gonna they're gonna win more than they're gonna lose. I think is probably pretty fair to say with this talent. So like if you're, I I feel pretty confident in that one. Yeah. So like if you're if you're doing okay, if you're you know like if the worst case scenario is that you're still above five hundred, and then you can try to then you can try to make moves, and then you can try to plug holes, and then you can try to you know do what you need to do. That to me makes more sense than just kind of blindly taking a stab and being like. Uh, maybe this guy and then creating another problem for yourself down the line using assets that you know that that just giving assets away that that could have been used later like if I'm if I'm Brad I'm I'm standing put like let me see let me go into training camp let's see uh, you know let's see it let's see how this looks let's see how how Derek White looks let's see how you know how healthy Malcolm Brogdon can be like how long it's gonna take him let's see how happy Malcolm Brogdon can be after everything that happens Um, sure I mean, even, even littler stuff, right? Like, let's see. I don't know.
0: Like, just let's, let's that, see yeah. how, what's that? I said, I was just going to say that. I was just going to reference the Lillard kind of scenario. Yeah. Good. Keep it. Or oh, Yeah. Or, or and also
1: smaller things, right? Like, let's see what Jordan Walsh does in, in training camp. Probably not that much, but like, I don't know. Like you got, you got new stuff all over the roster. See yeah. what it is. Let it, let, let, let the dust settle a little bit and uh, go from
0: there. I think that's the best way to go. I think that makes the most sense. Um, I keep saying there's so much that's theoretical about this team that you kind of have to see it in practice before you can figure out what you really have. I mean, start at the top. Joe Mazzula. Theoretically, he's going to be a different coach because he's had a full season of experience. He's had a summer to prepare. He's got assistant coaches that he has chosen and had input in choosing. So just by, just by having that level of preparation, theoretically, he's going to be a better coach um, and a different coach. Uh, He's got new, new players. He's got a new style that he can go to. So let's see how, what he, what he does. Um, Jalen and Jason, what steps forward do they take? Porzingis, There is the theoretical of was this past season a a step in, you know, into his prime where this was his best season as an NBA player. And if that continues and he's just a guy that's hit his prime and he's figuring it out, well, that's a much different player than contract year type of performance. Grant, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Derek White, theoretical. We haven't seen him as the lead point guard on this team. What's he going to be like? Bald head Derek White. What's that going to do to his game, man? A little bit more aerodynamic, right? I like that. Um, The bench is remade. There's so much here that we don't know. We just don't know. So, yeah, I, I think the only choice is to take this team. You've got your 14 guys. Figure out a few guys that you can invite to camp. Your exhibit ten guys, bring them in, and see. Leave that spot open, and maybe, maybe the the point guard situation isn't going to be an issue. Maybe right. Peyton Pritchard yeah. comes in. And is like, hey, wow, he's really stepped up. And Peyton Pritchard's like, hey, that's a that's a great regular season option, and that's great to carry us through into the playoffs. And if he gets kind of Whittled away as the the numbers kind of shrink during the the playoffs. So be it. But he could be a good option. Um, you never know how things are going to go. Who's going to get hurt? You know how long are they going to be out? Maybe maybe for once the Celtics have good injury luck, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, I don't see another choice but to take this into the regular season. I I, I like how. <laughs>
1: Maybe the Celtics have good injury luck It's just like laughable. <laughs> like, yeah, if, I there's... know. Sure. I mean,
0: if, if I had the time to edit in the rim shot, I should probably have a rim shot like loaded into my background music. Just, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Celtics, they're just never going to have good injury luck. Everybody, every team goes through with somebody getting hurt, but geez, the Celtics, the hospital Celtics will live forever forever Ugh, um, hopefully hopefully not not that bad this year god for one for one I season. mean it would it would be fun one.
1: to watch a fully realized healthy celtics team i mean like wouldn't
0: they, it? there's there's so much here it'd be fun to it'd be it'd uh be great. like robert williams give me just oh, give me gosh. 28 minutes per game 70 games of robert williams just let me see what that looks like for once absolutely you know yeah. well mm all right well all right that's where the celtics stand that's what's next who knows who knows what's next it's i think the next thing where obviously is is jalen's extension but he's off in what country is he in he is in spain uh i
1: wrote about this for wrote about this for uh for boston.com today the uh the event that the nbpa event that uh uh, that takes uh, that you that you you take a break from 300 million dollar contract negotiations to go participate in um honestly it sounds pretty swanky it's in uh, andalusia spain they have like all this like vip stuff they a bunch of guys come together and they like do like they call it a uh i believe it's a performance retreat so they they play five on five with other nba players and just kind of hang out they got like child care for anybody who wants to bring their kids they got like you know yachts and uh um, you know, VIP concerts and dinners and everything. It sounds it sounds like a you know, sounds like sounds I would like, like to go. <laughs> like,
0: sounds like I need yeah. somebody to be podcasting about I, this event. Like I mean, you you used to play. Like <laughs> I used to play. I used to yeah. play. I'm I'm yeah. a union guy. I've negotiated multiple contracts, Listen, man. I've, I've I, I you I've know been I've there. Heard,
1: I've given speeches at union events. Like, bring I mean, us in. Like let's NBA. go.
0: This is I mean, why is your event sounds sick? Podcast. I would like to be there. I would like to be there in podcast about this event.
1: Absolutely,
0: we we'll promote podcast. it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. from yeah. a yacht They're there for promotion. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah,
1: yeah. from a yacht. Totally. Yeah, yeah. from their five star hotel. <laughs> Next year, NBPA. Uh, get, get, yeah, get just, in touch. Just
0: keep it in mind. Keep us in mind. Have NBA. your people talk to our people. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Our people is us. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes,
1: but. You know, talk to us.
0: Uh, all right, Tom. Appreciate you as always. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking around throughout this. Uh, I know the numbers tend to drop. A lot of people say, all right, we're moving on to baseball, or maybe you, you're getting to true true crime podcasts or, or something else. I don't know. But we're still here Monday through Friday for the rest of this month. And then August, uh, in the first couple of weeks in September, it's going to be Three days a week, still a lot of Celtics podcasting, a lot of Celtics podcasting coming up. So make sure that you're subscribed, mailbags, tons of mailbags over the course of the summer, Corrales.com slash mailbag for that. And then, uh, Hey, just subscribe to the show. I'll let you know when a new show drops, uh, bring the bell on YouTube, hop into the comment section. And if you're an everydayer, I'd love it, if you shared the podcast, tell your friends, Tell your family, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.